0: What's going on, everyone? This is Jabari K. Smith, and you are experiencing the professional athlete. Check this out, y'all. Today is about to really go down. I, I got a, I got a real special guest, and I know you're going to hear me say special guest. Maybe I'm lucky to always have special guests, but this guy right here is special. First of all, I got a fellow Trojan with me, <laughs> so you already know they produce greatness all the time. But no, the reason why... This, this guy is remarkable because one, his story, but two, what he's doing for the community. Um, I have special guests with me. Thomas Williams.
1: What's going on? Jabari, what's going on, man? I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, definitely. Listen, we're we gonna jump right into it, man. Oh, let's go. Let's go. I'm a <laughs> my swim trunk. Let's <laughs> a- get it. Exactly,
1: exactly. Let me let me throw out some some
0: some things that are unique about you. First of all, you're a self published author, correct? Uh yes, sir. Yes, yeah, well, uh, sir. That's uh, what they said. That's what they said. <laughs> P- <laughs> pursuit of greatness, right? Yep. And permission to dream.
1: Yes, sir. Permission to dream and the relentless pursuit of greatness, the man. That's all that's all we're greatness. trying to get. We are just trying to pursue greatness. We don't we don't care if we get there we're just trying to pursue it
0: exactly exactly so before we get into that I, I need I, I share with us your background man Who who is Thomas
1: oh man who I'm you know what's so funny at 32 years old I think like I'm finally starting to answer that question who um, I'll tell you what I've been through okay. so uh, originally, I was raised in a small town in Northern California called mm. Vacaville, which is right between Sacramento and San Francisco, and it's the place that you stop and you get gas when you're going from one to the next. okay and so uh, was raised there, got a scholarship out of high school to go to USC. And I thought football was my purpose, and I think like every other yep. young athlete who's out there balling, thinking, I don't need school, I don't need grades, I don't need anything else. You give me a ball, give me a jersey, give me some cleats, mm. and I'm going to make some plays, and then let's make it happen. Yeah. And then, after that, went off to USC, and I had a nice slice of humble pie. Okay. And what I mean by that is that I went finally from a big fish in a small pond to... To all of a sudden, I was a small fish in a big pond going to USC. We had a great recruiting class. We had a phenomenal team that was already ready to rock and roll there. And they had just come off playing in the Orange Bowl. They beat Iowa. I mean, they're just, everything's firing. And went to USC. And then I'll fast forward through a little bit of the story. I only started 10 games in four years. Okay. And in 2008, 2007 season, I was thinking that, you know what? Maybe the writing's on the wall. Maybe I'm supposed to do something else with Mm -hmm. my life, and I'm not supposed to play professional sports like I always dreamed of. Right. And so what happens? You know, sometimes, at least for me, I found out that the greater the storm, the greater the blessing. Absolutely. And I went through two surgeries at USC, not playing, having guys like Ray Malaluga, Brian Cushing, Keith Rivers, Kaluka Maava. The list goes on and on and on. They're taking my job. They're right. taking my spot. Now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I'm finding myself not on the field anymore, but now on the bench. But in my senior year, man, it was, it was a blessing. I played well. We did great. And I ended up getting drafted, man. Wow. in 55th pick overall in the 2008 NFL draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars called me. I'm hyped. And played football for five years. Thought, again, that was my purpose. Uh, had another slice of humble pie in two thousand and eleven mm-hmm. when I had a career in neck injury mm. and laid on the ground for about ninety seconds, wasn't able to move. And that's all she wrote. It was time to transition. Right. So so we all know about transitions. Trust me, we do. <laughs> as <laughs> you know tough as they are. Transitions, man. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Man, that's 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 great, man. I mean, you you, you got to reach the pinnacle of the sport you know for however long that is i mean and you played for like i said a a historical team i Mm -hmm. mean we we know the greatness that you know usc has so i mean before i even get into that because you had mentioned something earlier you said from an early age you thought football was your destiny Mm -hmm. and i can relate to that because that was me uh that age for me was 13. Is was mm-hmm. when I said to my father, I'm going to be a professional football player. Yep, yep. And my dad just kind of shook his head. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds <'Cause> he, good. <laughs> exactly. Sounds good. But like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's like, do you know the numbers to that? He's like, you got a better chance of winning a lotto. <laughs> but I think a lot of kids... Uh, and you're coming from a small town, and I'm coming from from big city. So we yeah. all pretty much experienced that in what I call uh, uh, athletic identity. Mm-hmm. The moment your community says, "Hey, you got a talent, you have a gift," we put that badge okay. of honor on us. That's <laughs> who I am. Yeah, that's who I, that's am. I am, and that's how I walked around. So you can relate to the same. Oh, no thing. Question. Okay. no question. No okay. question. I mean,
1: anytime for for me, I tell people all the time. Before I ever started playing football sports was the only thing I got complimented on, yep, right? So now. parents out there, listen to this. Coaches out there, listen to this. You have to communicate. And you have to compliment your student-athletes mm-hmm. or your athletes who are also students and mm-hmm. vice versa on things outside of athletic ability. Yep. And the reason why I say that is because for me, growing up in Northern California, my dad wasn't in my life. Where did I get that feeling of being a man, the being validation, masculine? validation, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the validation came from sports. And mm-hmm. so for me... I just kept getting complimented and praised for sports. And so it wasn't necessarily the A's or the B's that I was trying to bring home. Yeah. It was the home runs I hit. Yeah. The touchdowns I scored. Yeah. The big hits on the football field. And so the reason why I was so devoted to my athletic identity was because exactly that. I never got complimented for anything else. If I brought home an A or a B, it was expected. Mm. But you hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the seventh inning to win the game. And yeah. that's like, whoa. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I'm feeling good when I yeah. walk through the door. You yep. know what I mean? So that is exactly why I had such a hard time discovering the difference between my athletic identity and my personal identity. Okay.
0: So then you being young and, and realizing this, how was your support system uh, as far as in your family, mm-hmm. the community? And I know, like – you know you were highlighted as this gifted athlete, yeah. but like how did they back you up in your upbringing so
1: early on um my mom and grandparents and my stepdad at the time always preached academics okay because we hear from you hear from a young age athletics are great, it's a short mm-hmm. it's a temporary outcome mm-hmm. um and education is forever. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, watching the program growing up, okay. right? Darnell yep. Jefferson, yeah, yeah. Omar Epps, yep, right? Yep, yep. And they said you can have a you can have your education forever, mm-hmm. but your career can instantly go. Absolutely. And so that's what was what was preached when I was younger, and as I started to grow up and to develop into sports and all of my athletics, then I started to get praise, a higher praise, which felt like it from my community from my family, from my friends, that, wow, everybody's talking about the game on Friday night. Yeah. Nobody's talking about how I got a 3.5 my first semester in high school. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that because there's so many other kids in the school that were probably doing that. Right. But for me, it was a big deal because I had a 2.3 grade point average in eighth Mm -hmm. grade, and then I get a 3.5 grade point average my first semester in high school. Mm -hmm. And my mom was the only person I'll never forget that that day the the uh, report card came and she was like, Thomas. And I was playing video games and I was like, oh, man, I know what happens every year at this time. I got to stop playing video games for about a month because <laughs> I got bad grades and <laughs> yeah. my mom's taking everything away. So yeah. I'm trying to get my last play in on Madden. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I walk to the kitchen. I'm like, "Yeah, mom." She's like, "Whose report card is this?" So I'm thinking in my head, like, "Wow, maybe, maybe somebody yeah. they sent somebody else's report card, which yeah. means that the mail's not going to come on Sunday. Right. So at least until Monday, I got I can, the rest of the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, right. Get it in. So at least the rest of the weekend. And she shows it to me, and it was three A's, three B's, which was three point five. Yeah. And my mom at that moment showed me how important grades were. Wow. Because she took the moment and said, "Look what you did." Okay. And so it slowed down. So for me, I had a little bit of that. Like kind of imprinted Mm -hmm. in my mind, um, in ninth grade. Yeah. But as far as athletics, oh no! Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all throughout the games. You got coaches, you got teachers, you got people who you don't even know at the school, people you don't know around the town. Like, hey man, I saw you at the game, man. That was a heck of a hit, heck of a catch, heck of a. And it's that validation, as you said earlier, it makes us feel godlike. Yeah, absolutely. Like higher, like Absolutely. higher, higher. So what are we gonna do? I need. I want to feel that again. So yeah. what do I need to do to feel that again? I gotta go out and ball again. Yep. Yeah. It's that. It's that rush. Uh, something happens. I
0: mean, w- listen. Athletes get addicted to it, just like the the R and B or the rapper. Right. You know, right. it's that. Um. I think uh, you quoted uh, the same feeling of getting a. Uh, uh, Would you say stadium applause? Stadium applause. Yeah, I call it the same feeling you get from running out of the yep. tunnel. Yep. So it's yep. the same thing, and it's like when it's taking away, y- you 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 search for it again the the applaud applaud, yeah and so the problem and maybe you can relate to this when it was all over for me i was like what can i do that's going to one give me the same rush yep the same fulfillment right and the same challenge right right (laughs) right right right. i'm just looking and i'm going down i was like what uh, firefighter police officer (laughs) (laughs) but then at the end of the day we in professional sports same paycheck as well so it's like what adds up to that right and it had to come to that conclusion it was like there's nothing on that script so i'm gonna have to recreate who i am you
1: got to recreate it exactly you got to recreate it and however and so for me and and what i'm doing now when i teach to the student athletes at the various colleges is i say you don't ever have to stop playing football Mm -hmm. you just might not be able to tackle people anymore yes so for me Being a motivational speaker, being an adjunct professor or being somebody in front of an audience, Mm -hmm. as a middle linebacker, that's all I did. Exactly. I took the information from the defensive coordinator and then I relayed it to the 10 other guys in the huddle. And so now what do I do? That when I speak to the point of contacts or the gatekeepers at the different venues and places, I take the information that they tell me. Then I just articulate it to the 15, 20, 100, 1,500, 5,000 people who are sitting in front of me and it's the same thing. Yes. So it's... Take what you know, yes. recreate it, and transfer it into something else. Absolutely. So it's, it's like the same thing, but it's how do you find it yeah. if you've never had the opportunity to, to know you had it then in the first place? To know you had it in the first place. Right. Yep. So it's, it's one of those things that you have to take inventory, no mm-hmm. different than when you're studying film or when you're studying your opponent and you're saying, okay, when we do this, they do this. When we do that, they do this. Yeah. So- Taking the same type of awareness mm-hmm. and then now and putting it into yourself and saying, "What was I so good at at, at wide receiver? What was I so good at at DB? What mm-hmm. Was I so good at at linebacker? You know, did I really like to lift weights?" Did I really like to, you know, go out there and hit people? I'm finding mm-hmm. out right now. There's nothing in the world that you could pay me mm-hmm. to go back out there and hit people. I don't right. want. I, I didn't want. I I, I, I played it and you I did was it because you, right? you had to, right? Because you had to, you didn't know any better, right? Exactly. But now I know better, so I do better. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's one of those scenarios where you have to take inventory and say, okay, what made me such a great elite athlete? Yeah. And now this can take me into uh, the next phase of my life, and I can't remember when I heard it and how I did, but someone said. If you can be a part of a $14 billion-a-year entity, mm. take some of the same skills, don't you think that mm. you can be a millionaire, a hundred thousandaire? Yeah. Like, if, if yeah. It, it just take a little bit yeah. of from what you learn from the Robert Crafts of the world, the Bill Belichicks, the Pete Carrolls.
0: You're absolutely right. Like,
1: And now you just say, okay, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take what I learned there yeah. and apply it here. Apply it here. Because it's the, the <coughs> quote of... Good artist copy. Yeah. Great artist steal. Yes. So why am I going to try and reinvent the wheel? I'm going to take what I learned in the I NFL. Learned, yeah. If y'all making $14 billion, I don't need that much. Yeah. But shoot, maybe I could be a millionaire. Exactly. Or maybe I can be a 100000 thousandaire. Exactly. What, what about living a comfortable life? A comfortable life. That's yeah. it.
0: Or pursuing my, 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 my own dream or what I'm called to do. Right. So it's interesting you said that. And I'm going to ask you when you kind of had your aha moment, but I'm going to share with you mine. Yeah. So I was 27 just came, no, 26, came home 2008 from playing arena football. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, the, the economy crashed. Yep. So I'm like, what do I do? I'm mm. depressed. Mm. I'm going through my five stages of grief yep, because yep, it's yep, over. Yep, yep. And I'm like, I'm back in my community, and they're asking me, like, what happened? Because I, I left as a superstar. Now I'm back. So what's the next step? Right. So I do with anybody uh, that doesn't have a, a plan B. I will, go back to school, further my education, <laughs> right. get my master's degree. And so during that time, I started doing research on just athletics, African-Americans in sports, Mm. and just my position. And then that's when I started discovering me. So when the light bulb kicked on is when I was like, I'm doing all this self-discovering, and I'm like, wait a minute. No one has to tell me to wake up early to go work out. (laughs) No one has to tell me to go read what I'm reading right now or put in this effort. And I'm like, I learned that from playing sports because if I didn't do that, someone was going to take my spot. Uh And then I started doing research on all these other successful people in the world, like Elon Musk and all these people. And I'm like, wow, they do the same thing. I'm like, hold up. I already had this in my in my DNA, in my fabric, and then that light bulb hit. I'm like, okay, I just need to apply everything that I learned from playing sports into my everyday life, and I'm a, and I'm gonna hit some home right, runs, right, right. And, 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 it, and it's funny, it's like once that moment happened, it felt like I was a whole new person, like right. a whole cloud just lifted yeah, from over yeah, me. And like,
1: yeah, okay, where do I start? How right, do I go right, and get this right. <laughs> You you found the treasure in the sand, <laughs> exactly. Right, like exactly. that's the thing that we're searching for is that what can fill the void mm-hmm. that we have now that we're not able to do this. Past passion okay. that we've always had okay and so for me i had two aha moments the mm-hmm. first one came in 2010 i got cut from the new england patriots where people don't think you get cut right. People don't think that you sometimes don't get a paycheck yeah but uh unfortunately for me uh that happened so i'm unemployed for six weeks mm-hmm. and i'm hanging out on my couch living in my house here in la unemployed mm-hmm. not making money mm-hmm. and so i thought that oh okay i guess a statistic of NFL career is average of, you know, two and a half, three years. I'm right in the middle of my third year. Mm. So I'm thinking, wow, I must be the statistic. Wow. Okay. So Thomas, it's this time to transition. It's time to do something else, time yeah. to move. But then I called up a couple of my other buddies I said who are still playing. I said, if you guys weren't playing football right now, what would you do? And everybody had the same answer. What do you think it was? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm thinking, oh, yes, finally. <laughs> finally. finally. Like, I don't yeah. know either. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not crazy. Yeah, I'm not exactly. weird. I'm not, yeah. I'm not out there. Yeah. Right. This, this is normal. Yeah. And so for me, um, during that time, I created a presentation, a PowerPoint presentation that was going to be about 90 minutes that I was going to go to universities and go, look, mm-hmm. once you stop playing, those yeah. opportunities are long gone. Dude. The, the, the yeah, door stop stops knocking, yes. the phone stops ringing, yes. and the emails don't get responded Absolutely. to. So I'm, I'm thinking <clears throat> in 2010, this is going to be something, and I, I was going to call it first down. Okay. And the reason why I was going to call it first down is because, you know, obviously the closer you get to a first down, yeah. the more you get, touchdowns, yeah. so on and so forth. So I was planning on doing, you know, seminars, going around to different colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. So I was introduced to the transition a little bit before it actually happened. Okay. So you had a little bit of a head start. I had a little bit of a head start, but, you know, it's one of those things that it doesn't make it easier.
0: Yeah, because you're still locked in because you're like, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. And and, and that's, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's the hard part about just competitive sports. Like, even though your coaches and your family tells you, you know, have a plan B or you may not make it. In order to play at a high competitive level, you can't even think like that. you got to be like, well, it, it doesn't apply it to doesn't me. It doesn't apply to me. Or you're not going to make it. Nope. So it, it's it's kind of a, like a contradictory, like you're not going to be good unless you have this type of intense focus yep. of saying that, listen, I'm going to run through every barrier and door, yep. <laughs> but yep. at the same time, at the end of the day, you just might not be good enough and, right. that's, and it is what it is. Right. So it's like, how do you transfer the same type of mentality? So that's what happened to me. It, it was like- all right, I hear, because I had a pretty solid support system. Like, my dad set me down, my uncles, who was a very successful person, he was like, listen, here's the odds. Yes, you're good, but anything can happen. You may get hurt. Who knows? The coach just may not like you. Right. But I'm like, I can't listen to you because if I do, I'm going to believe that, and then that's going to happen. So I got to believe this. So it's like, what do we tell the youth that needs to keep that same 100% mentality, but at the same time put some things in order for if the inevitable does happen because it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of Men. when how do they put those steps and this is where you, yeah you know. so so
1: for me what i learned in 2014 is when i did my first player development class at usc okay so i went in there and i had 46 student athletes uh in the summer for five sessions and we had uh men's football women's soccer women's volleyball and i think that's it there might have been there might have been one other sport. Um, The interesting enough fact, just like you said, is that one of the questions I asked immediately is, how many of you guys can share with us, the rest of the class, your Mm interview-slash-internship experience? Wow. And I got crickets. Yeah, yeah. 46 people. Yeah. And these aren't all freshmen. These aren't all sophomores. These are freshmen through seniors. Yeah. And so asking that question, it it let me know again what the epidemic is. Yeah. Because if I think about something else, Mm -hmm. I might not be able to pursue or actually get to the place I've always wanted to get to. Gotcha. So, listening to Jay-Z, because mm-hmm. I think hip-hop music speaks so much it truth. It does. It does. And so I'm listening to Jay-Z, and then I start to wonder, what is Jay-Z? Who, who is this guy? So I'm reading his book, I'm listening to his music, I'm watching the interviews on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I'm finding out that Jay-Z only did... So we see Jay-Z as, right now, the rap star, mm-hmm. right? What did Jay-Z Jay-Z do before he did something illegal Mm -hmm. however he Mm -hmm. did it illegally to get into the studio exactly so Jay-Z did that first then he started rapping then he comes out with a clothing line Mm -hmm. and then he starts getting involved with all these other brands Mm -hmm. these international big-time brands Mm -hmm. but those the reason why he's in those brands is because of what he did on the stage stage. what he did in the studio so my here's how I prefaced it and here's how I started to ask the question how much are you leaving on the table if you only think about your sport. Okay. So I ask, in addition mm-hmm. to going to the NFL, the NBA, Major League Soccer, whatever your sport is, in mm-hmm. addition to your pursuit to your personal greatness, okay, what else can you be doing? Because I found out when I was doing my research, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Yes. Seven. Uh, yes. So if you only think about sports, that's one. Yep. So you've just eliminate it or decreased your Decrease chances attention. of becoming a millionaire. Yep. And if you don't want to be a millionaire, stick to one thing. Stick to one thing. And then be exactly what the rest of the world thinks that you are, yes. which is incompetent, mm-hmm. uneducated, mm-hmm. untalented. Yeah. You don't have enough talent. Yeah. So why don't you do as many things as you can? Because if you can study a playbook, if you can go to class, if you can sit there and yep. say, you know what, my opponent this week is this school or this mm-hmm. team, and next week you're going to do it again, you have a great Ability and an yep. amazing skill to be able to do multiple things. Yep. They call that multitasking. Multitasking. Hello. <laughs> yeah, right? We so we do it for, every week. For my, so, so for <laughs> all uh, of my student level. athletes, I asked the question of <clears throat> how much are you leaving on the table? Mm-hmm. And then I asked the question this way. So mm-hmm. um, at USC the first year, they, all of the student athletes were taking this class and they received a stipend check. And I asked them, how many of you guys have internships this summer? None. Okay. I asked them another question. How much money are you guys going to get paid this summer going through the class? And let's just say the number was in the three months, um, let's just say it was $2,000. Okay. I say, what if you can double that? So again, going mm-hmm. back to what's your motivation, a mm-hmm. lot of our motivation to play professional sports is... Monetary. M- money, yeah. At the end of the day, it's money. It's money, yeah, right? Yeah. So we have a passion, but we want to make bread. Because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people who are going out after college and yeah. playing just right over here in the park exactly. and playing, you know, busting their heads up. Exactly. So so it, it's the money, it's, it's money. the fame and success. Mm-hmm. So I said, in addition to doing that, what if we can double what you're gonna make this year? So instead of two, let's get four. Okay. How do I do that? Now all of a sudden they're tapped in. Okay. Now all of a sudden they want to know where, 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 where. And I tell them, look, you get an internship. So all these people who are in the world trying mm-hmm. to sit there and say the N C two A takes advantage of us as student athletes? Well mm-hmm. look, I don't know about you guys, but I would have never had an opportunity to play in front of ninety two thousand people every single week right. for four straight years. Exactly. If I would've just kicked in Vacaville. Exactly. So Got here's you. the thing. Ninety two thousand people, that's ninety two thousand opportunities. Sure. And so how many people came to your school mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. before you? Alumni mm-hmm. who got network, yep. Who own companies? They yep. work at companies. They, they own, own companies. Them. Yeah. And you go in there and you say, "Hi, my name is Thomas Williams. I'm a freshman. Play football. National champs. Whatever, whatever. I would like your business card, or I would like an internship, or I'd like an interview." Yep. Boom. Yep. Now all of a sudden you flip the coin on the other yep. side and you say, "I'm not getting pimped by the NC two A." Yeah. The NC2A is going to get pimped by me. Yeah, I'm milking. I'm about to start milking. I'm going to take everything and I'm going to squeeze everything out of the NC2A so that at the end of the day, I took more from you than you took from me. Absolutely. You might have took a little bit of time. Absolutely. You might have messed up my shoulders, my knees a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what, at the end of the day? Yep. I'm going to use your network, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use your name, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use your brand, Yep. and I'm
0: going to get paid. Absolutely. Man, listen, you are hitting it on the nail. That's what I tell the kids I'm into. I'm like, listen, for that four years that you're there, you're on a pedestal. The light is on you. That People are going to come up to you that you don't even know who they are, but they know who you are. That's your opportunity to say, because when you leave, good luck trying that again. Exactly. Yeah, so you hit it on the nail on that one. Yeah. So, so that's what you educate the people that you, the youngsters that you uh, talk to now,
1: as far as in how to navigate while they're there, using that platform while they're there. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, a guy told me he was a he was a he was a rookie in the NFL, mm-hmm. my first year in college. Mm-hmm. So he told me he was a second round draft pick, NFL team, and he said, "Look, young man, I'm gonna tell you the honest to God truth. I just got drafted. Mm. They're already trying to replace me." <laughs> And I'm thinking, what do you mean you just got drafted? It's not like you've been playing sports for 10 years. He's yeah, yeah. like, no, I just got drafted. Yeah. And they're trying to replace me. It's true. And another thing that I teach is that each day that you walk into the locker room, you're mm-hmm. walking closer to your retirement. It's true. That, like like yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. So you don't have to think about backup plan or plan B. Yeah. Just start to venture off into doing some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like like we know that after after high school, there's college. After college, maybe
0: professional. So right. think of after the professional, you gotta have the what's next. What's so next? like we always treat it like it's this doom gloom. It's like no, okay, let's let's transition, let's pivot, let's think of something else. Exactly. And what you mentioned earlier is like find something that comes natural to you that is a passion. Perfect example. And you and you hit it on the nail. It's like okay, I play DB, so my position, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Yep. I'm always on the island. I'm All always by always by myself. I can easily be. A Exposed yep. and I'm always the one that's set up to be embarrassed. Right. So I'm I condition myself to have short term memory. Yep. And then business is like that. I'm in sales. So I hear more no's than I hear yes. Right. So, so that's just like getting scored on. Yep. I got to be like, all right, next play. <laughs> so I learned to develop that, that tough skin or that skill right. to feel that way. So, I mean, like you said, you learn to, to engage. You learn to, to take in information mm-hmm. and uh, and disseminate it to everyone else on the field exactly. and apply it. Well, you're positioned to be a boss. Right, right, <laughs> right. You're groomed right. to be a CEO. Exactly. That's what it is. So it, it's interesting. And if kids can channel in on that and be like, Oh, I already got the juice, because I tell you what. When we walked on campus. Our freshman years And this is where You know The self-handicap comes in And it's no guilt to the, to the NCAA They're doing the best That they can to set us up But this is where It can be a self-handicap Is I don't know about you But the moment I stepped on campus My classes were already selected My books were already there I just had to go To a certain place To pick them up Versus the other freshmen They had to pick Their own classes Buy their right. own books Intern Had a side job So fast forward We're both seniors mm-hmm. They're light years ahead of me On the mature level right. Because everything Was kind of set up And done for me me. Right. So it's like, okay, and this is the person you're competing with for a job. Right. And when you go into that exec's office and ask for a job, you can't sit down and be like, well, I'm team oriented. I work hard. They're not, they're not trying to hear that. They Mm want to hear, okay, well, how can I know that you can produce for my company? How can I know that you can help increase revenue? Right. And that that other your your other senior counterpart already has the answers for that. So like how do we give you the tools you know to to be able to compete on that level?
1: Yeah and that's that's a great point because you're right. There's there's certain certain things i mean it's the blessing is the curse the curse is the blessing however you want to look at it mm-hmm. so you go to school you have all of your practice times your weightlifting your training your you know when you're going to eat all of you have an itinerary mm-hmm. and so yeah that might enable you a little bit Got but you. at the same time if i've always found that if if you have some type of story mm-hmm. where you can show and share that work ethic Mm-hmm. When you can show and share that leadership, when you can say, you know what, this was one of our struggles. And I remember I remember we started out and just for an example, I remember we started out two and six in the or, or you know, one and three in the regular season. And I remember that it was gonna be my senior year and all of a sudden I said, You know what? I'm gonna start watching film, and I'm gonna start bringing the rest of the team in. And we're gonna watch film at, at at six a.m. or six p.m. And we started out with ten guys, and then we got up to fifty guys, and then we got the whole team who was watching film like that hmm. all throughout the course of the year. And we turned our one and three record into an eight and three record, and went to the playoffs. And we won, you know, went two d- two rounds deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So one, yeah, I don't have the story like. The ninety nine percent of the other students that are on campus. Yeah, yeah. But I have a story of real experience where there yeah. was a problem. Yep. I as the leader or whoever at the, as the leader came mm-hmm. up with a solution yeah. and the solution worked. Exactly. Where again, what's better? To have knowledge mm-hmm. or to have wisdom? Right? Exactly. Knowledge is what you read in a book. Wisdom is the life that you experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's real life experience is going to, I believe, mm-hmm. is going to actually talk to and speak to that CEO or that executive, whoever you're meeting with and interviewing. Because look, if That's you want to win, right? What are you saying Friday nights? If you want to win, mm-hmm. let booby spin. spin. Let <laughs> booby spin, right? <laughs> exactly. Let him on the rock. Exactly. Let booby spin. Exactly. So it's it's based off of like things like that where you have a story and there was a problem and that we were actually ever to overcome it because at the end of the day, business wants results. What was the results? I don't care about what your resume says. Mm-hmm. I don't care about what grade you got in class mm-hmm. because you know what? That's not real. Yeah. That's, that's real testing. Yeah, yeah. But that's not real. Hey, this is a problem. This needs to be resolved. Yeah. And now let's get yeah. this money. yeah that and
0: that's how sports is like, at the end of the day they want results they don't care that you was an all-american no. it's like hey, when you on this field i need you to produce right. so so just transitioning i got a few questions yeah, for you yeah, before yeah. i get in. i got i got some important ones but i i, I want to take it back a little bit cuz like i said you got the opportunity to play for for USC at a time when like i said they, it was legendary kind of kind of walk me through that man how was that experience i mean you oh played with oh my some goodness
1: people, man. i mean you Looking back at it, so my freshman year, I wanted to quit. Okay. I literally tried to quit twice. <laughs> first time was during training camp when the first time, you know, we go to college. we Maybe some of us have never been coached hard because yeah, yeah. we've been all-stars. Yeah. And I'm getting yelled at because, one, I don't know where to line up. I don't know what gap is mine. I don't know what my responsibility is, and I promise you I'm paying attention to meetings and none of this stuff makes sense. It's all a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Youngsters out there, make sure you study your playbook. Yes. You Got to study you gotta your playbook, study playbook. right? <laughs> so, all of a sudden, I call my mom one day after training or one of the practice. I'm like, "I'm coming home." And she goes, "Look, we might not get it early, but if we stick around long enough, we're going to eventually get it." Yeah. So, I didn't quit. But the reason why I bring up that story is because it was such a... A light bulb moment, letting me know that people in your city, people on your team, people in your state are good. Yeah. People in the country. Yeah, are great. Are great. And it's like the pyramid. Yeah. So the higher you go, the harder the it gets. Harder it gets. And now I'm running up against guys who are outweigh me by a hundred pounds. Yeah. And are just as fast as just me. Just as fat. Yep. Or, or just as strong, or, or yep. stronger. And 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 there's nothing that I was able to do that worked in high school. It wasn't able to work in college. Yep. And so I get there and then I redshirt, but over that year of redshirting, I think the maturation process kicked in. Okay. And let me know that things that come fast mm-hmm. aren't worth it. Yep. And if they come fast, they're gonna go fast. They're
0: gonna go fast. And right. if you
1: absolutely want something, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to put in the same amount of effort that mm-hmm. matches the results that you want. Gotcha. So if you want NFL, you gotta give NFL caliber Sacrifices, okay. dedication, all of that. So then, I, I like going into my second year. I'm looking around, so I'm a red shirt freshman, and I'm looking around. And now in 2017, but this was 2004. These guys, every single one of our practice squad players, are our red shirt team. Wow. Made it to the NFL. <laughs> Every single one of us. And I'm not just talking about one side of the ball, maybe defense. I'm yeah. talking about offense, too. Yeah. We had guys on offense who are still playing in the NFL. We yeah. had guys on defense scout team who are still playing in the NFL. Yeah, And so that's another nugget I want to give you guys. Understanding that just because you're not first team doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to make it to yeah. the ultimate level. Think about a guy like Clay Matthews.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Walk on. Big bucks. He's getting paid quarterback yeah. money right now. Yeah. And so... That was another moment where I was like, Whoa. We have our yeah. backups, our second and our third team guys mm-hmm. who can go. Yeah. And another funny story is the only time we talked about it, so we used to come to the sideline, I'm sure like everybody mm-hmm. else, right? You come to the sideline, you're talking with your boys, you're like, Man, that dude's fast, or man, that dude's sorry, or man, I yeah. just you see me on the last play? We came to the game. We came to the sideline every time. And be like, man, our, our walk-ons or our 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 scout team was was harder than this. And the only game we ever played in where guys were like, they better than our scout team. Right. Was the 2006 national championship when we lost to Texas. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah that yeah. was that was the only yeah, time they, when we came was legit. They right. beat they
0: beat us too. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I, I right, got to experience right, right, that too. Right. right. First <laughs> Yeah. First hand. Yeah. They legit man. <laughs> right.
1: So th- so that was that was what the experience was like. It was that you're competing with the best of the best every single day. Yeah. And then also what it taught me in that experience was I can literally. Have two days mm-hmm. in one So two days You know you wake up You lift in yeah. weights You go to class Then you come And it's practice time And then you got weights And then you have to eat And then you have study hall Where you're not getting home Till nine ten o'clock at night Yeah And your day started You woke up at 5.30, 530 Yep You woke up at 5.30 And you're not getting to bed Till 11 And yep. this is groundhog day This don't just happen Once a week This yeah. happens every day
0: Every day Yeah so, so that was that Think about Yeah And how it just preps you I mean I don't, I don't know about you But my schedule is like that I get up 5.30 yep, yep. I go work out yep. Now I add some meditation Into my schedule I yep. read And it's like I don't, I don't know anything else I feel like if I missed it And like I said I'm not as disciplined Where I do it every day right, But I right. do it more days Out of the week Than yep. I don't Because yep. if I don't I'm going to feel like I'm missing something Or somebody Has an edge yeah. on me And yep. it's like, it's like your, your vitamin or your drug And I'm like Okay you only learned that From being there The only group of people that I can attest that it has the same type of rigorous schedule as like people from the military. Mm-hmm. I talked to some military people yep. and they got an intense yeah. <laughs> regiment. Yeah, but yeah. I mean yep. it's the same type of I mean it's, it's the, if you sit down and talk to people from that, from that world and that environment, it's the same type of mentality. We're all wired the same way. I know it's it. crazy. I know it's And it's good, right?
1: Because it keeps us, it keeps <laughs> yeah. us, it keeps us in line. Like yeah. if you experience greatness at at that level, yeah. why would you change it? Why would you change it? Greatness it? doesn't go, okay, you can only be great in sports, or you exactly. can only be great in business, or you can only be a great parent or a exactly. husband or wife or whatever it is greatness is like you know what i'm saying it exactly. doesn't have an attachment speaking of greatness man so the relentless pursuit of greatness yeah how did that come about man oh man the relentless pursuit of greatness so <coughs> after i wrote my first book in 2014 i was like all right i'm done i'm done writing books i don't want to write any books anymore until i was at a national i was at the national nc2a conference down in orlando in 2000 and Fifteen, and I was in my room, and I'm unpacking. It was like after it was like after the first first night, and so we had you know the reception, and there was a couple of meetings. And I remember unpacking in my room, and I and I was kind of taking a little bit of inventory, and I was I was just kind of analyzing what took place um, down in the meetings with the academic advisors, the athletic directors, and people who are associated with um, the the academic aspect with student athletes at college. And I remember feeling like everybody keeps underlining the problem. Okay. Why? What? What's wrong with the athletes? Why do they spend all their money? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with the athletes? Why can't they transition? Why are people Mm -hmm. committing suicide because they can't play sports? Why? And I and I and to be honest with you, I was a little I was a little ticked off. Okay. And the reason why I was ticked off is because one, I'm sure like you, where it's a fraternity. It is as an athlete mm-hmm. at whether it's high school, whether it's college, whether it's professional, it's a fraternity. It and is. so once you talk about one of us, yeah. you talk about all, talk of, about us. all of us. And yep. once once uh, one of my brothers is struggling, mm-hmm. then I'm, I feel like I'm struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I was really offended because of how many people. And I found out that the people who were having these these issues or were underlining the problems, they weren't student athletes themselves, and so they never experienced they never it. Never experienced it. Yeah. And so I'm like, instead of underlining the problem. That's obvious. Right. Why not come up with a solution? Okay. Why not be part of the group that says, you know what, let's let's forget the problem. The problem exists. Yeah. It ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. So why don't we come up with a solution to mm-hmm. the problem so now all of a sudden we can say, look, if you don't have your sleeves rolled up yeah. or if your feet aren't in the trenches, you ain't got nothing to say. You ain't got nothing to say. So yep. on that day, man, God put it in my spirit and was like, you're going to write your next book. And I was like, no, God, I'm not writing my book again. I'm not writing. I did it one time. I'm done and finished. Until over the course of that week, I think that I got sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah. of the problems of the problem. of the issues yeah. where I said, all right, the information that's been given to me, I need to pass it along. Okay. The information that I knew
0: mm-hmm. when I was
1: a student athlete, I need to share that too. Mm-hmm. And what have I learned from being a high school senior to now I was 30 years old at the time? Mm-hmm. What, can I, what information can I pass along to the younger me, mm-hmm. my little brothers, little sisters who are coming up yep. and going, look. You don't have to struggle. Let mm-hmm. me open your eyes so that you don't have to continue to listen to the problems. Yes.
0: Yes. You ain't got to listen to the problem. I'm about to give you the solution. So you can just disregard the problem. Man,
1: we, we, you know, well, let's, let's, I'm going to give you the answer to the test. Yep. You're going to take the test. Yep. I'm going to give you the answer you to the answers. test. Yep. And why not? Why not take it? And it's not cheating. Yeah. Because we all know as, as competitors, if yeah. you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't trying. So exactly. I'm, that's why I'm giving <laughs> you yeah. the answers.
0: Yeah. Th- you know what? Brilliant. That's, I told y'all. <laughs> Special guest, I man. Uh, man, I'm feeling this energy right now, <laughs> I'm bro. Tell you. I'm feeling this energy. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm hyped right now. Yeah, same here. No, listen, you don't understand how much is needed. I mean, like I said, we we share the same why, right? I mean, that's why I started. All of this is like, okay, we always hear the negative, and I'm like, you know what? Because I come in crossing with other great people who played sports all over the world. I'm yeah. like, you know what? No one ever highlights their story. You know, people highlight the Kobe's and the Lebrons, which is they are doing remarkable stuff. Oh my gosh, but. There's the other guys who don't have that large of a platform that's Mm -hmm. doing just as great stuff in in the community, in the world. I'm like, you know what? They need a stage,
1: too. And it's so smart Mm -hmm. because there's so many. You look at all the social medias. You look at all of the networks, Mm -hmm. whether it's ESPN, NFL, or, you know, the news in general, and you might hear about something that took place That was out of character Out of line Mm -hmm. And it was wrong Mm -hmm. From an athlete But you hear 5, 10, 15 Of those stories Where there's 100, 200, 500 stories Of a guy like yourself Who's doing great work And you're providing a platform Mm -hmm. For former athletes To come in and say Look Mm -hmm. let's inspire The next generation Yeah So why aren't people Sitting here right down With us In this studio And going look Let's cover this story Now you know what And our job is tomorrow We're going to go find The next batch of athletes Who are doing great stuff too Why?
0: Exactly Because
1: now all of a sudden As a parent as a coach as a teacher and as an athlete myself the only thing I'm getting exposed to mm-hmm. is the negativity Absolutely. and we know that in order to get more negativity. Mm-hmm. You just keep feeding negativity. Absolutely, you keep feeding negativity. Absolutely. So that's what I think is so great about this aspect mm-hmm. of your business and mm-hmm. your your passion, because you are literally giving cheat mm-hmm. codes to people who need it. Who need it. Who yeah. maybe you had it or didn't mm-hmm. have it when you came up, but now all of a sudden you get to pass it back, exactly. and you're going back to the people and saying, "Look, exactly, you might not have it. Yeah, but once I give it to you, you can't pretend to not, not. You can't have pretend to Exactly. Not have it. And that's
0: how I was looking at your your your, your journey. It's like I'm allowing you to step on my shoulders. Like I got some tall shoulders, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the opportunity to step on my shoulders. So, I'm giving you a head start. You have no excuse. None. And and that's what you're telling, you know, the the audience that you're speaking with. And I did feel the mission. So, The Relentless Pursuit to Greatness was the second book. That's the second
1: book. Okay, yeah. my fault. I yeah, no 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 order. no,
0: you're all right. Yeah, tell me tell us about the first one and how all that right. came
1: about. All right. So, The <laughs> Permission to Dream, yeah. man, that is uh that was my first book. That was my baby. That was that was everything. Um, in 2014 is when we published it. 2013 is when uh, we started to write it. And it came from in 2011 when I got hurt and I was in Carolina. I still had eight more weeks out in Charlotte. And I remember thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Because I can't practice. I can go to meetings and I can work out, mm-hmm. supposedly. But what am I going to do? That? Now that's 12 o'clock. You yeah. still got 12 more hours in this day. Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do, gonna Thomas? Thomas. Mm-hmm. And so my mom told me at a very young age, she said, Thomas, no matter how much money you make in life, mm-hmm. no matter how much success you get, never let it affect mm-hmm. the impact that you have on people. Okay. She said, your impact on people is more important than anything. And so mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. She's like, if you have a lot, if you have a little.
0: Thanks, mom. I'm using that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Thanks, mom. Right? <laughs> so, so for me, it was, okay, now I have this free time. Yeah. But what am I doing to mankind? How yeah. am I impacting and affecting mankind? And so uh, I teamed up with a couple of organizations where I went out and spoke to schools and I spoke to nonprofit organizations and keynote speaker at galas and everything like that. And I remember when the feeling after probably my second or third, when people started asking, it started getting question and answer time, where I started to notice people didn't understand my journey. Got it. Because they were speaking to me as mm-hmm. the man I was then, not okay. the man that I've, Become okay, and so they were saying, Well, it's easy for you to say that because you're a linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, right? It's easy to say that because you make X amount of dollars, it's easy for you to say that because you're on TV every week, right? And I thought to myself, None of us look like where we've been. This is true. If I showed you where you've been, you wouldn't look at me the same way, yep, you're right, because I I haven't always been here, exactly. I got here, I got here, yep, and I climbed here, Mm -hmm. and this is where I am now, Mm -hmm. and so I remember. I gotta write a. I I have to share my story, mm-hmm. and you know when you speak, you only have an hour, yeah. And so you might only can be able to spend 15, 20 minutes on you know a little bit of your story, but then you got to get into the meat and potatoes yeah. of your content Absolutely. and what you're getting ready to talk about. And so for me, I said, I gotta write a book. I gotta write a book, and I didn't want to do it until you know how you 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 think about some things, and then when God wants you to have it, He makes it crystal clear. Crystal clear. Yep. One day I'm working out, and I see somebody. Who I'm working out the Santa Monica stairs, yeah. and I see somebody who I know, and they ask me like, "Hey man, what team are you playing for?" And this is during the football season, and I said, oh, "I'm I'm done. I'm retired." He said, "Oh, what are you doing now?" And I said, "I'm a, I'm I'm a motivational speaker." <laughs> he was like, "Oh, that's great. What's the name of your book?" I was <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, wait a minute. Like <laughs> that no, comes no, no, with the package, man. No, right? Right?" Like right. I'm like, "No, no, no. You gotta ask me like, what am I? What do I talk about? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> who's my audience?" But don't ask me about no book. And I'm like, "Oh, um, I I I I don't have one, right?" And I just left that. Two days later, I'm at Starbucks. Same exact thing happens. This is a complete stranger. Wow. Oh hey, what's your name? What do you do? Right, you yeah. waiting in line? What's the name of your book? <laughs> I'm like, that's two. I'm like, wait a minute, this is weird. The third and final straw was this. I went to a barbecue, and it was, um, it was one of the holidays, or it was like like a Sunday out of the beach in Orange County. Somebody introduced me as like the guest. Like, this is Thomas. He's a motivational mm-hmm. speaker. He used to play football and. Somebody goes, what's the name of your book? Wow. Crazy. As soon as that, I was like, okay, okay I, get it. I surrender. Yeah, I get I, it. I, I yeah. surrender. <laughs> so we started that journey. And, and, and this was something, too, that I think was helpful for me is that I gave myself a task for a complete season. Okay. And so, you know, when you, you go to training camp, your body just knows it. You yeah, get ready yeah. to go to the training camp. You yeah. go to OTAs. You go to practice. You are going to wait. Your body feels it. Yep. And so I said, I'm going to play a season. Mm-hmm. But my season ain't going to be football. It's not going to be 16 or 17 weeks. My season is going to be this book. Yeah. And so every day, mm-hmm. I'm going to study it. Yep. I'm going to get ready for it. I'm preparing for it. When I write it, just like a season. Unfortunately, did. well, fortunately or fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it. But I took it all the way into June or July, which means I would have probably played two or three football seasons. Right. But it kept me occupied, kept me occupied. especially during yeah. the season yeah. when I was watching everybody else play. Mm -hmm. and you feel sorry for yourself and you know that negativity creeps in it's like hey uh you should be out there too or oh what you ain't good enough oh yeah and that self-doubt started kicking i I had something to do yeah and i had a bigger task Mm -hmm. than winning the lombardi Mm -hmm. absolutely man
0: that's that's crazy that you're sharing that (laughs) (laughs) so i mean you 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 have two books first of all what For people that are aspired to be an author, because like I said, I shared the same struggle with you. I mean, uh, self-published author as well. Kind of take us through that process because did you have writer's block? I know at first when the light bulb comes on, it's like, I got all this information. But then you look down, you're like, dang, I'm only five pages in. (laughs) 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 How do I break it down? Like, How was you able to, first of all, start something and finish it to where, and what's unique about writing a book, no one else. It's different from like, okay, I started a business, so people are relying on me because I'm going to have you know clients, or I work for someone, or I'm in a project with someone. So people are relying on me. When you sit down and write a book, it's all you. Right. It, it's all you. Yep. And so it takes a certain type of mindset. Just like you said, you treated it like a season to where it's like, I'm just going to focus on this until it's done. Share with the audience some of the tools that you use to start something and
1: finish. Yeah, you twice, know. Actually. Yeah, twice, right? <laughs> Two times. Um, I learned this from Muhammad Ali. Okay. Um, Where a lot of people, I remember growing up and watching Muhammad Ali, and then even like in college and in the NFL, and watching Muhammad Ali and and really taking notice of the character that he became. Okay. And the (laughs) stuff that I read in the in 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 the different documents that I saw, uh, the documentaries that I saw, I noticed that he was a little bit different when the lights came on. Okay. than he was when he was just hanging around the family or when he was just chilling. So when he trained, mm-hmm. he was Muhammad Ali, yep. like that, that, that aura, that persona, all mm-hmm. of that. That's who he was. But I also noticed that when he used to talk his trash, he wasn't talking it because he thought he was better than somebody. I read it one time that, he talked his trash so much that he had to back, he had it, to up. back it up. So what was, so? how was he going to back it up? Mm-hmm. By all the training that he did. Mm-hmm. So if he's out there saying, I'm going to knock you down in four, and then all of a sudden I'm going to So he's like, got to go to work. I got to do work. it. Gotta do he's got to go to work in yeah. the gym, whether it's, 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 it's waking up early and running, <clears> going, you know, going to sleep late and staying up and yeah. grinding. And so the same thing happened for me, and I, and I think I did it in football and when I started writing the book, is that I started to tell people. Man, dude, <laughs> I started to tell people. I told hey, people that I was wanted to go same to the NFL. Year, same year. And so when I told people I was going to the NFL, I said, Thomas, you better you do better it. You better do it. You better do it because it's gonna be your name, yeah. your reputation on the yes, line. Yes. So that when it doesn't happen, people are gonna laugh at yep, you. Yep. So if you want to tell people you're gonna do like it, that type of pressure, you gotta do it. Yeah. And so with the book, yeah. the same thing with the book is like I'm telling people, and mm-hmm. this is a little bit of advice that I probably I, I don't think that you should do because mm-hmm. I think that you should always tell people where you are, not where you're going. Mm-hmm. So that because it takes away from the awe factor, but I needed, especially this first one, I needed it, I needed to complete it. Yep. Same. And right. again, like mm-hmm. you said, that there's nobody watching you, mm-hmm. there's nobody relying on you, mm-hmm. that you could take two years, three years, 10 years, you could never finish you it. You never finish it. And so I needed to finish it. Yep. For my own, for my own therapy. Brain. Yep. And for my own process yep. and transition. And so I told people about it. And so that every time I saw people, yeah. they asked me, Hey man, how's a book? So that was my accountability yeah, partner, that right? My, yep. I, I I didn't have teammates. Yeah. But I was used to teammates. Mm-hmm. And so the people who I told, they would always ask me, Hey, mm-hmm. how's that book? Hey, aren't you writing a book? And then if they introduced me, oh yeah, Andy's writing, Andy's writing a book, there's double pressure. Yep. And you like you said, comfortable at being uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. so that's that's how I started. Yeah. That's how I started, that's how I finished it. And I think where I got the writer's block was when I was trying to write the story with every sentence. Got you. Yeah. Don't write the story in the yeah. whole book with every sentence. Yeah. Write that sentence. Write the sentence. And the whole thing, too, is people say, well, you know, I, 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 I don't know where to start. Put your fingers on the keyboard. Just start. Just or grab start. a pencil and a pen yeah. and just go.
0: Yep. Because
1: you're going to trim the fat. Yep. Just like when they make movies, yep. you don't see everything. The, everything you see isn't everything they film Absolutely. The stuff that you don't, you see more, you see only a little bit. Only of a little bit, yep. You know?
0: That, that was mine. Like, I just wrote how I felt. And then I just started putting the puzzles together from there. And it's funny. Cause like, you know, a lot of people that are close to me. They're like, man, stop telling people what you're gonna do. Someone gonna steal your idea. I'm like, first of all, if they steal it, it wasn't my idea in the first place. It wasn't that good. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I say this because now I know that someone can take the idea. I'm I need to put myself on a type of regimen to where I can get it done. Yep. And I like when people ask me, hey, what's up with this project? Cause then it puts me back on my grind. Right. So I like it's like being a DB or being mm-hmm. under those. You gotta perform, right? You put yourself out there. Right. You called man out the coverage. and you made a but you called him out, so now you got to yep. go and do it. So yep. I, I can definitely attest to where you're coming from with that. So before, ooh, I told you I was going to go by fast, uh, man. Oh, you didn't lie. <laughs> you didn't lie. So, Get some more quotes. Hey, exactly. Because, hey, listen, we're really getting down <laughs> into it. So, man, to, to really go deep, man, and it seems like literally our, our values are very parallel and, and aligned. Even now, I mean, you, you accomplish so much, but I know you're trying to accomplish
1: more Man, what what what's the things that's keeping you up at night? That's a great question. You know, um, for me, and this is just my my personal perspective, that I I enjoyed the NFL. I had a great time in college. Um, I had more fun in college than I did in the NFL. And I remember I got the call, got drafted. I think three days later, I had to report to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And I walked through the doors, the locker room doors, like I couldn't sleep the night before, right? You're in your hotel, and you walk through the doors, and you're in the locker room. And I remember I remember the unfulfilled feeling. Mm. Like, it, I, it was a letdown. Like, I walked through the doors, both doors swing open, and it was like, this is it? Really? This, this is it. Wow. I was like, wow. I made it, and this is it. Hmm. So I've, I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't chase certain milestones okay. so much. And that's why the relentless pursuit of greatness in the word greatness is that there's no limit to it. Okay. It's not like I want to, I want to be a millionaire because once you become a millionaire, you might chill, you might stop. What if you could become a billionaire? Right. I want to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. No, no, I want to lose weight. I want to make as much money as I can, or I want to save money. I get it. So the thing that keeps me up at night, and the thing that actually I think is is more relevant here is um, the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. Okay. Is I'm I have this theory, and I challenge all the athletes out there to to help me mm-hmm. with discover to explore this mm-hmm. because I want to know. Was I only a great football player, mm-hmm. or a great athlete, or is greatness in my blood? That's, that's Can I be great? Period. Yeah. Or do I have to listen to the rest of the world that when they told me when I transitioned, well, now welcome to the real world, welcome mm-hmm. to reality. Mm-hmm. What I take that as is now the fun's over. Yeah, you got to just kind of live life like yeah. the rest of us. Like the rest of us. I'm not the rest of I'm you. Not the- Like you, you, you seen the new, uh, uh, West, uh, uh, Russ, Russ Westbrook commercial. No, they say this, they say that. Oh yeah. That one. Don't don't do they do you do you. Yeah. And so I feel that so much when he's talking, first of all, he's one of my favorite players. Like he's awesome. But that's the thing that wakes me up in the morning. I'm proving to myself, how great can I be? Is my greatness behind me? Yeah. Or is greatness in front of me? Yeah. Right. And so I don't know. I don't know if you're only able to rub the, the, the genie bottle once where yeah. the genie pops out and says, what one wish do you have? Yeah. Or can I do everything in my power and I can rub it every day, every mm-hmm. year and say, this is what I'm going to chase. This yeah. is what I'm going to pursue. Mm-hmm. And this is what I believe that I can have. Because, And I don't know. I don't know the answer. I might, I might yeah. get, get to my deathbed and they say, you know what, Thomas, you were only supposed to be a great athlete. Mm-hmm. Well, you could have fooled me. Right. Yeah. At so give it a run. That's right. what I want to find out okay. every single day. Okay. And that's what I challenge every single one of my student athletes that are you only great in the jersey? Okay. Are you great before you put the jersey on and after you take it off? Okay. I got That's you. the question. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm I'm still exploring mine.
0: Okay. Okay. I I I can I can rock with that. Definitely. Uh, an, another question I have for you <clears throat> us being so driven. So by that, we're always thinking about. You know, the future. Yeah. How can we how can we better ourselves? Yeah. How can we make change? How can we change the game? How do you practice on staying in the present and mm. the now?
1: Well, it's funny. Like like uh like a little bit before we jumped on here, I was talking about <laughs> being present, being fulfilled, being satisfied. Okay. And so for me now, I'm able to when I'm not doing when I'm not doing it, whatever it is, this show, working out, mm-hmm. speaking engagement, reading a book. When mm-hmm. I'm not doing this, I'm doing that, Okay. which means I'm able to put it behind me. So being able to stay present for me, because I couldn't before, because mm-hmm. it was everything was about multitasking. Right, right. right. Everything's about like, well, you know, as all of our coaches said, never mistake activity for productivity. Yep. And it's like, well, I want to do so many things that I'm doing something as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know what? When I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'll hunt it. Okay. Full speed, everything I got, redlining it. Got you. And then when I do the next thing, I'm doing that as best I can. So when I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping yeah. as best as I can. When got I'm you. taking a nap, or when I'm chilling, I'm being lazy, I'm, mm-hmm. being, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I am a professional lazy person got when you. it's time to be lazy. Exactly. I'm a professional sleeper. <laughs> exactly. And so that really allows me to understand, like, maximize that time and that space mm-hmm. so that when I'm doing something else, I don't have to think about that. And two, now that I have the rest of my life to do whatever I want. Yeah. I can get to it. You can get to if it. If I don't finish it today, mm-hmm. I can get to it. And that's me personally, mm-hmm. that I don't have the pressures of, you got to hurry up right. and do it. Mm-hmm. If there's no sense of urgency, don't create sense of urgency. Okay.
0: I'm going to follow that one because I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm yeah. always like, I need to be doing something. I need, so I need to, would you say it again? Which one? Uh, the, if you don't need to create, you say if you don't need if to you, create.
1: If you, if you don't need a sense of urgency, don't create, don't create one. sense of urgency. I-
0: that's what I'm going to work on, not doing. Yeah, I'll take that advice right there. Yeah,
1: (laughs) definitely. Um, What's next for you, man? Man, great question. I got a couple of really, really, really cool... Actually, I'm not even going to use the word cool. I'm going to use the word big. I got a couple of big meetings coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh, One's in Indianapolis. Two of those meetings are in Indianapolis, um, and one of the meetings are in New York. And Mm -hmm. so it has to do with... Uh, a couple of businesses that I'm involved in right now. Mm-hmm. And also, too, man, I want to diversify. Okay. I'm I'm uh, uh, starting to invest a little bit more and paying attention to investing. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm invested in a tech company. I'm also part of a video game company. Mm. Um. And so, man, I want to, again, it's one of those questions like, was that good, right? Like Jim Collins' book, Good to Great? Good to Great. Was, mm-hmm. was I good? Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to great? Mm-hmm. And so, why not? It's that whole thing like, why not me? Yeah. So for me, um, diversifying with some of my other passions and interests, and um, and enjoying life, I got I got a couple big trips coming up. Like I'm traveling, I want to I want to see the world, and I'm I'm sure I'm not. I'd be interested to get your take on that. It it sounds like from knowing you that that you want to impact and inf- infect the world. Yeah. And I believe that in order to do it, you got to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And if and and, and by that means stepping on different continents where yeah. i just came back i from wish i africa. was africa with you yeah, i saw, yeah, yeah, I saw what you. Was yeah. I yeah so wish i, I was need there. to really see the world where, yeah. and this is something where i'm understanding that the people in africa have problems and over here in america we have issues yeah and we don't know how to differentiate the two yeah absolutely like they have problems and mm-hmm. so man that's that's traveling diversifying with other passions and, and other interests that i have um and really seeing how great I can be outside of the uniform and the helmet and the jersey and the face mask. Right. That's it.
0: Man, that's a lot, though. What about you? What about me? Uh, it's it's going to seem cliche, but, dude, my life's goals is pretty identical to yours. What I had to realize growing up, and I thought it was football that I was chasing, but actually what I was chasing was the ability to give something to the world uh-huh. that was a reflection of me. Uh-huh. And at first, I thought it was football. I'm yeah. gifted in football. People yeah. appreciate me yep. for what I'm producing. But I realize that it doesn't just have to specify in football. It doesn't even have to specify in this show or my book. But whatever is true to me, my passion is something that I believe in, something that I want to give – That's that's what greatness is to me. No matter what level it is. No matter what. No matter what level And as long as I'm chasing that, I'ma always be fulfilled because I'm not gonna really care how you receive it because I know I gave Gave it to you as pure as possible. Yeah.
1: So what what is uh what's what's the next not even the next, what 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 is one of the, the next milestones that you have? It's interesting you're saying that. So right
0: now it is with the athletes i I need to make sure that i give them the tools that they need to be successful in life by utilizing sports principles yeah from there i'm going to start going on to the the world i want to help the world with 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 everything that i've learned and experienced so it's i'm going to help my core first which is athletes because this is what grew me of who i am then after that i'm going to expand that knowledge yeah so I, i see myself one day you know uh Along with the uh, Buddhist monks (laughs) Hey hey, listen They can take every aspect of of life You know to help So however like I said I can be a beacon of hope And I can just give And the best way that I can give Is how I'm going to do it So I don't have I can't put my finger on it yet I I figure that it'll find me It'll find you It'll it'll find me When you're ready it will appear It it, it will appear Yeah
1: So man tell everyone where they can find you Before we wrap up Uh, You can find me Instagram Mr. underscore TRW I have Twitter, which is T underscore Williams 56 Facebook, Thomas Williams, Uh, Facebook or I'm sorry. Facebook is Thomas R. Williams, uh, TRW Incorporated. That's the Facebook. And then uh, we have the website. So keeping up to date is uh, www.thomasrwilliams.com. And yeah, man, this has been awesome. This has been awesome. (laughs) Hey. Hey, whoever my next guest
0: is, man, I'm telling you, y'all got some big shoes to fill. I knew it was gonna be like this. you knew like it was gonna be heat. Oh, I, I, I knew that. You knew Listen, it was gonna be dude, heat? When I when I when I saw, when I heard you speak, uh, the first time we met, yep. and then I did my little research, my homework yeah, on yeah. you. I heard a, a podcast of yeah. you, I was, I'm like, yeah, this is this guy. I'm about to talk to a mirror right now, so that's what I'm. But look I'm gonna for. be honest with yeah. you, man.
1: And this is no disrespect yeah. to the other interviews <clears throat> that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different because it's it's a it's it's athlete to athlete. Yeah, yeah. And this has been one of my favorites because of your passion yeah, yeah. for athletes. Wow. And your passion coming out of athletics and transitioning into the rest of the world. So yeah. thank you so much, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm putting it out there in the universe. You and I are going to end up doing a symposium. Uh, come on, then. Yeah, yeah, Shoot. Yeah, we Shoot. Yeah, we hey, I don't together. need to be up there on stage by myself. <laughs> exactly. We're going to do a It's only at the top. It's only at it's the top. top. We need
0: more people. <laughs> well, it's good to have you, my brother. Yes, sir, man. Thank hey. you so much. Uh, Thomas Williams, and I'm Jabari K. Smith, and you are experienced and the professional athlete and until next time stay positive stay productive and stay present i'm out